Hey everyone, it's Pastor John here, and um, yeah, we'd like to continue our reflections on Scripture uh, by uh, means of this weekly podcast. And uh, for this week, I wanted to follow up a bit more on that one topic we covered uh, a few weeks ago during our sermon series in the book of Hebrews, and that is the topic of discernment. Uh, I think the sermon title was The Power of Discernment and the uh, importance of uh, just every Christian being able to develop and cultivate their power or gift of discernment. And I just wanted to uh, supplement that with um, this podcast and give you a bit more biblical content on that topic. So um, there are a few scripture passages we can turn to just as a uh, sort of case studies in looking at how uh, even the apostles themselves have exemplified uh, what the use of discernment would look like. So take, for example, uh, this verse in Philippians 2.25, where Paul says this, I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus. Uh, the word here where he says, thought it necessary, is the word reckon. And that's not a word we really uh, use anymore. Uh, it sounds like old English, right? I reckon this and that. But what this uh, shows us is that he had discerned, essentially, what the needs are based on the circumstances. So I reckoned that it, it was necessary, it was good to send Epaphroditus to you. He doesn't say uh, God commanded me or that scripture commanded me, but based on how I am shaped by scripture based on how God has endowed me with wisdom, uh, the discernment I have made is this is necessary and this is good. Um, one simple way to put that is uh, Paul is confident that this would be something that pleases God. That if he were to send Epaphroditus to uh, the Philippian church, this would be pleasing to the Lord. Here's another example in 1 Corinthians 16.4 where uh, Paul also speaking of uh, his plans, he says, if it seems advisable, if it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. So the word advisable, again, is implying uh, something that is fitting, something that is appropriate, something that is wise, um, and again, a decision that is made by means of discernment. Um, he's not led by some divine revelation, but simply just a lot of sober thinking and perhaps prayer uh, to come to that point. But the, the conclusion is that it is something advisable. It is something that seems worthy. Again, something that seems to please the Lord to the best of his understanding. So that would be another example of the use of discernment. Now, we did talk about um, the importance of this when we covered that passage in Hebrews, uh, that if we don't grow in our ability to discern God's will, uh, then we essentially will not grow or mature as children of God, but just become ever so dependent on a, a voice in our ear, you know, saying go left or right 
do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that, which is what we do with our toddlers, our little children. Um, but that expectation we have for them to one day grow and understand the parents' will and be able to discern for themselves what is right, what is wrong, uh, what is appropriate, what's inappropriate, um, that won't become a reality for us if we are always dependent on a voice but not cultivating our discernment so that we can internally uh, align our will to God's will, uh, discern what is pleasing to Him, what is displeasing to Him, and instead just trying to uh, get Him to tell us what to do, what to choose, and where to go. So uh, the, the passage that really helps us hone in on this is Romans 12, 2 where it says, do not be conformed to this world, the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, uh, or discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So here it really explicitly commands us to go about proving ourselves and discerning for ourselves what God's will is. Meaning, God is not going to say, here's my will, in every single instance. Um, but he's going to uh, encourage us, by the renewal of our minds, um, to live in a way and make decisions in a way that will com be conformed to the will of God and that will be discerning of what he thinks is good, what he thinks is acceptable, and what he thinks is perfect, or uh, the other understanding of that word is holy. So here we see a couple of additional uh, instructions that come along with this command. Uh, it says uh, the will of God is something we must prove or discern, meaning uh, you got to be able to uh, study and confirm it through Scripture. That's the uh, measurement by which we discern or prove what is the will of God. It's, it's by Scripture alone, it's sola scriptura. Um, and so that's a very important principle to, to keep in mind. Um, and even if something is not explicitly commanded in Scripture, we have to discern, is this consistent with Scripture? And yeah, sometimes biblical counseling comes in this area to help us navigate that when we struggle with that, when we have questions and uh, when we have uh, uncertainties. Uh, that's when pastors or, or Christian counselors can help you come to a better discernment about what Scripture teaches us about a certain thing. And second, uh, it's very important that we understand our minds need renewing. Uh, one of the reasons why it's not a good idea to try to just think only in terms of uh, what is God telling me to do? What do I sense is his speech to me? Uh, is because our hearts, the Bible says, can be deceptive. Our minds can become corrupt. So rather than just trying to uh, put more into our minds and put more into our hearts. We need to clean out our hearts and our minds so that it is it is a, a proper filter uh, to to filter through all that's coming in, and and we can then discern through that renewed mind and that cleansed heart. Okay, this is coming from God. This is not coming from God, um, and that's one of those things that. It's important for Christians to keep in mind is that the enemy does speak. The enemy does uh, attack us with 
intrusive thoughts that don't belong to our new nature and don't belong to uh, God's nature either. And so what we see here is that the two go hand in hand, the renewal of our minds and the revelation of God in Scripture. And when those two come together, and when, they, when they're applied to any given situation that you're in, you have all the tools you need to go about making uh, discerning choices, uh, making wise choices, making God-honoring, God-pleasing choices. And again, the process of worship and discipleship and even fellowship, it's really there to facilitate you along this, this path. Uh, to encourage you to grow in your conformity to the wisdom of God, the character of Christ, so that uh, you are day by day witnessing to His presence in your life and, and the presence of His Holy Spirit in your temple, your body. And so let me just leave you with a few questions that you might begin to ask to sort of put you on that uh, discerning pathway. The, the, let's say there's a railroad called discernment. And let's say you've, you feel like you're not sure whether you're on that railroad and heading in the right direction. And perhaps because of various worries about the future, uh, various uh, feelings of insecurity, you've been derailed. Okay, uh, How might you right, uh, discern that and get back on track? So here are some discernment questions that you can begin asking yourself. So here's one. In this situation that I'm in, or a conflict that I'm in, what would be the missional thing to do? Uh, as someone who represents God and His kingdom, what would be the proper thing to do in this situation? Another way to ask that is, in this present darkness, how can I be the light? Because okay. I'm called to be the light in the darkness. I'm not called to avoid the darkness or to run away from the darkness, but to shine in the darkness. And so in a way, I'm called into this conflict to some extent to shine God's light in it. And what would that look like in this particular um, situation or conflict or uh, relationship? Another question you can ask is, um, how might this be an opportunity for me to display the winsome nature of Christ, uh, His grace and His truth. Right? Uh, how can I display His character winsomely within this situation that I'm in? Uh, another way to ask that, uh, what would be the most loving thing to do or the sacrificial thing to do or the servant-hearted thing to do in this situation so I can better resemble Jesus? Because He came uh, not to be served, but to serve. And so if, I, if, I'm in, if I'm coming into this not to be served, but to serve, what would that look like? Uh, here's another qu discernment question you can ask. Um, what would a person set free by the gospel do in this situation? Uh, meaning, if I have truly been justified by the work of, the saving work of Jesus Christ, and I have nothing to prove. I have no more uh, approval to win or disapproval to fear because God approves of me by means of my the works of my great high priest, Jesus. 
and I'm free, therefore, from the, the enslavement to people's opinions or uh, to my selfish ambition, if I were to be truly free in this way, what would I do and what can I do to live out this reality? What would gospel freedom look like in this situation? And I hope that these questions would just begin to help you get back on track, uh, the track of being discerning and cultivating discernment. And, you know, it's really cool when you, as you meditate script, on scripture and as you uh, pray, especially according to the, the way that Jesus taught us to pray, according to the Lord's Prayer, um, it's really cool to, to see how you can come up with these questions on your own, these discernment questions, that really is, you know, to the extent that you're drawing them from your meditation on Scripture, it's a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's not so much you conjuring up, like you making up these questions, you know, out of nowhere, out of thin air. It's, it's the Holy Spirit speaking, breathing His truth into your thoughts, into your mind. And that really is an exciting thing, uh, to be walking with the Holy Spirit in your mind. Um, because we are called to be transformed in the renewal of our minds and to love the Lord our God with all our minds. And I think our minds, uh, they're really the, the, the field in which we cultivate this power and gift of discernment. So I hope you'll try that and um, share that with one another. Um, journal it. Feel free to talk to me about it or ask me any questions about it. In little ways, let's begin to cultivate this power of discernment together as the body of Christ.